0: hey radical ones we continue sword and sorcery summer today with 1985's return to
1: oz (laughs) (laughs) it's time to
0: get radical
2: something really special that i've been promising to show you
1: what would you do to get him grab him and take him take him like that?
2: Hey, look! Attention the and Dragon Tribe. Yes! Let this be our final battle! I have my eyes. I have my cunning. And now I have
1: strength. A never-ending adventure new for your Nintendo Entertainment System. Zelda! must find a champion. Fold of heart, a refueling spirit.
0: Welcome back, Radical Ones, to another episode of the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast. As always, I am your host, Radical Ryan Hunter, and it's one of those special three-way episodes with Brother David and Rob the Movie Geek along
3: with me for this fun ride of Return to Oz hi everyone good to be back excited for today's movie it's great to be here with my two favorite co-hosts my only but you know they're still my
1: favorite <laughs> oh, Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> this summer walt disney pictures presents a motion picture fantasy adventure beyond your fondest imagination You'll be transported miraculously back to the Enchanted Land of Oz, that magical kingdom beloved by young and old for generations. It's just a yellow brick. No, Belina, You don't understand. This was the Yellow Brick Road. You'll share with Dorothy Gale the shock of finding everything mysteriously changed.
2: What's happened to everybody?
1: And you'll delight with her discovery of four wonderful new friends who band together against a wicked queen and the dreaded Gnome King. This is the Oz you haven't seen before. And this is the Oz you'll want to visit again and again. From Walt Disney Pictures comes a whole new world of entertainment. I don't just fly back to Kansas. Return to Oz.
0: So, of course, we are doing Sword and Sorcery Summer. This one was a long month. We got a lot of movies this month. Return to Oz is one of the oddballs, right, in this kind of sword and sorcery movies. We kind of talked about it last week, Rob, when we did Dragonheart, that this one is more of a mythical sense of sword and sorcery. And, you know, that's feeling of adventure. So how did the two of you, and I, David, I know, because I grew up with you, but walk me through... how you discovered Return to Oz and you know your general feeling. Um,
3: I don't know exactly. It's not like somebody sat me down and was like, Return to Oz, watch it. It's probably something that was on, and it was very similar to The Wizard of Oz. And I, you know, I watched all of that puppetry, you know, movies, Jim Henson and all of that. So it kind of just fit in. I I wish I could tell you how. It might have just been a rental, but again, with its with its similarities you know it obviously caught my attention and with that being said you know how dark it was was obviously up my alley so it just became a favorite of mine to continue to watch but I think it also correlated with the worst witch and I was just in this frucible sort of mentality and was like oh look who it is I know who she is let me watch and it involved witches and all of that stuff so yeah I just kind of latched onto it and never you know forgot about it
0: and David how did it's it's June 21st by the way of 1985. I mean, I know we had this on Dad's Bootleg VHS recording. So we had this movie and I remember always watching it, but I don't know how we came upon this. Do you remember? I
4: don't, but what I can say is much like a lot of the other movies that we discuss, we kind of fixated on it. For me, the expectation was I was going to get a continuation of The Wizard of Oz. This is completely different. This actually is... So, if I wouldn't, I don't think I would even. I know it's, isn't it based off of a book, something, Ozma of
3: Oz or something? Two, like that? actually, they, yeah. they combined. Yeah, The Land of Oz and Ozma of Oz, yes.
4: So, I don't know, but I know we watch it a lot. And I also know that being the way we are, we picked apart things, we made fun of certain things, and we were like, kind of comparing the two, you know, which is completely, you know, they're completely different in that way.
3: So this is actually a prime example of maybe one of the first, I guess, in my memory, if I go back, this is what's considered a requel. So it's a reboot slash sequel. It's it, The timeline is after the original, but it has no connection whatsoever. It's sort of re- rebooting it, but still remembering everything that happened from the first and, and not, you know, forgetting about what happened and it it fits because it's also based on a book series if this was just out of the blue just a movie it would not make sense to kind of do this um evil dead is another example of that where it was a sequel but still they kind of just rebooted it and start over i was actually curious what your thoughts on requels like do you feel they're just cash grabs or do you feel that with artistic expression that writers and directors have an ability to not forget what came in the past, but then put their own spin on it and give you, you know, a different, you know, take. Do requels, or would you just prefer just straight sequels?
0: I would say, Rob, because they have Feruza and by the way, this is a long time coming, Feruza Balk, 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 oh my god, I did it so good the last time, now I'm messing it up. Feruza Balk was so much younger than Judy Garland that I think they had to kind of go back, like you're saying, and make it that version of, oh, this is the Tin Man, this is what the Cowardly Lion really looked like. So I actually don't mind it. It's so many years after that movie was made to, I think, make a direct sequel would probably maybe not work as much. So I am okay with that idea, Rob, of the, the remake a sequel together.
4: I actually like the idea of it as well. I don't have anything against it. One of the things in the movie that Auntie M says to Dorothy is, it's been six months since the tornado. <laughs> so I kind of like like that because then in my mind, this is a continuation, even though it is more of a reboot. I was just glad that Feruza didn't get touched up and, and assaulted by small men the whole time. <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: Robin did. You know, just her casting alone. When you look back at Wizard of now to me i look at judy garland as 30 i mean i know she wasn't but and then you look at her and she's a child you know really like what dorothy should have been that just takes you out right away because you're like this isn't judy garland but she really is a kid she really is a little girl so the six months by the way i did love that they added that in they factored it and the house looked destroyed i think it added to
3: this creepiness i i do like that the house like there was repercussions of this tornado i mean you can't just sweep dorothy up and skip the house like they were in its path and there were you know you know an outcome from that you know the house got destroyed we have to build another one so i do like that sort of connection realism with the story one other question before we go on did you guys believe that wizard of oz the original was a dream sequence or in her head or do you believe that it was real and then we get this sequel and then it's like giving you that same ambiguity of is it real or is it not where did you guys sort of stand when you grew up with this and then sort of watched the sequel connected it did you ever come to the like conclusion that it is all in her head or it is all real or do you separate the two with different outcomes
4: so for me if we're going with the premise that this is just all in her head then this is a really big story about mental health because Mm -hmm. he's living a delusional fantasy. I mean, yeah, she dreamt, quote-unquote, she could have dreamt it all, but the thing is, is that both movies... Well, actually, not really. The first, the original Wizard of Oz, ends it where she's in a bed waking up from this traumatic event with her uncles around her and the whole thing. That makes you believe that it was a dream the whole time. Where in this new version she is still seeing the character Ozma in the, the like, the looking glass through the mirror, yeah. even though she's back in her own reality. So I feel like they are different in that case. I think the original, I, I want to believe it's a fantasy world. I want to believe that there's a you know, Willy Wonka, I want to I wanna believe the whole shebang, because that's that's the kid in me. But the first movie definitely is telling you, no, it's, in my mind, it's not real. She, she's been this whole time in a coma-like state, and then she wakes up. And the other one is, it is real, because she got sent back, and then she can See Ozma in the mirror when she's home, so that's how I'm looking at it. Unless she's having like a schizophrenic,
0: you know. And Belina actually died, and she didn't want to face it either, you know, like kind of thing.
4: <laughs> Listen, Ryan, if Belina- you took a tornado, and then went through another storm every time you heard anything in the a wind going. Forget it. If she was in, if she was in Legend, she would have freaked out. She heard the wind whipping up, she would have started screaming. Another <laughs> you storm. Know,
0: I can honestly say, as someone who was in the room, and I talked to about this on crunch with the hollows once when thunder struck my ceiling when i was listening to s club seven i don't know maybe that was a (laughs) sign i had post-traumatic for a few months every time i heard thunder i thought the roof was going to collapse and mm-hmm. like so i could imagine if dorothy went through this a hundred percent yes i i believe you know she can make this up but did you talk did you talk to a chicken i would have <laughs> i i guess i would say rob as a young kid i believed it's real and now as i'm getting older i'm thinking of it in that cynical way that it but yeah. i do agree with david out of the two i'll say return to oz
3: because of the mirror <laughs> the mirror shot <laughs> i was very inclined to think that Return to Oz was very much real, but it's it's the whole thing of Dorothy setting her up herself up to be kaiser so like she did it to herself like they, they made sure that there were so many elements from the real world pulled into her Oz adventure you know tiktok is there and even the pail right the lunch pail she has is put yeah. on the on the wheeler's gurney yeah yeah the lunch pail the wheelers the the gnome king all of that It she kaiser so said herself she took all these elements and created another world again and and then when she gets out then sort of The repercussions of what happened in Oz happened in real life, so they correlate with each other. And I, I don't know if she's like sleepwalking and witnessing all of this and then creating it in Oz, but like if it wasn't for all of that, I would have more of a definite answer. Um, correct me if I'm wrong. When she in the original was like, You were there and you were there, were those the exact actors playing? the yeah the friend okay so it's little stuff like that that i'm just like girl you you just need some therapy because like i can't associate this with realism if you're going to like make all of the actors the same characters in oz it's just to me logically i don't think that it was real but <laughs> Uncle Henry, get the lithium. She's acting up again. <laughs> I was trying to look for evidence of something either brought back with her or or something that kind of indicated guess. Like, the key. But like again, she wouldn't let anyone witness like looking at it or holding it or, you know, I mean, yes, she pointed the key to aunt. Aunt Em but like okay that could still be a key from anywhere it just magically worked in her head when she went to Oz so I, I don't know I, I don't want to like you know debunk your thoughts on it it's just for me I would want more secure evidence from you know it's the same with Alice in Wonderland I will never really know until I get evidence that, movie. that and, that's, oh. and that's the thing she's like Aunt Em come look at this mirror she's like I got you now I'm about to show the receipts she's like uh uh no we're not doing that. So, do you,
4: Rob, do you think that Ozma is her, what she would want to be in this fantasy world? Like that is her. She's personifying that when she looks in the mirror, that's who she wants to be from this magical
0: world. Like she wants to be Ozma, or she's a lesbian. By the way, I thought she was in love with Ozma. I got total like for the first time in my life. I don't know. Anyway,
3: I I mean, I would have to think about that a little bit more. What I would say is, is that if she really did want to be queen, she would have stayed. Like she she really told herself, like, I gotta go back, I can't stay here, here is your rightful queen, like, she's here, I th- I think it's a way of escaping, you know, I, I don't want to say she had a, you know, personality disorder, but she definitely channeled how her life would be if she was Ozma, and, and I think just her helping because you know like when the doctor comes out of the doorway and she goes you she points a flashlight you know she just says you she doesn't say who the two of you are or whatever it was yeah she sees maybe she probably didn't even see ozma and then she just suddenly disappears like it could go either way
2: who's there quick we have to get you out of here what's that screaming their patients have been damaged Locked in the
0: cellar, quick. And how did Belina get there, too? That's what I always say. Like, how did Belina blow into that crate into Oz? Like, she wasn't involved at that either. So it might be.
4: And you notice she tells Toto to go home because Toto can't go with her. And that sets up the fact that you have to have Belina come with her as her companion. Yeah,
3: her spirit animal. (laughs) Did you notice the doctor when he was interviewing her in the beginning? He had a ruby ring. Yes. No, I didn't even. Yeah, he he was wearing a ruby ring. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, either way, I think it's fine. I still, you know, go into the escapism of it all. So it doesn't take anything away from the movie. But I just always wonder, you know, you're one of two people, you know, and I was just curious which side you guys fell on. This is a unofficial sequel slash remake of
0: the 1939 Metro Golden film. The, is Meyer. it Metro Meyer. Golden Meyer? The film yeah. The Wizard of Oz, and it's based on the early 20th century Oz novels. In this plot, an insomniac Dorothy returns to the Land of Oz to find it's been conquered by the Wicked Gnome King and his accomplice, Princess Mombi. She must restore Oz with her new friends, Bellina, TikTok, Jack Pumpkinhead, and Gump- Oh, and Princess Ozma at the end. That's what they just- Oh, so- and Ozma. And Jack
4: Skellington. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Jack Skeleton, right? A hundred percent. I always think that. <laughs> Let's bring up. What do you believe
3: Siskel and Ebert thought of? The 1985 film You would think I'd know them so well But the fact that you're presenting it As a question this time I want to say that they actually liked it
0: Recently they surprised us I think it was an episode with Rob We did where they actually liked the movie Which was odd So that's recent David you say no David gave us two thumbs way down I'm gonna say they don't
4: like anything ever That I like So that's why I'm saying it But I want to also make a point When you're done with that So come back to me
0: (laughs) No surprise it is the worst film of 1985 oh my goodness it's not a musical oh so it doesn't have judy garland so this, this is amazing. i know it's too scary for kids I agree with that. True. And the special effects aren't that great, which to me is absolutely insane because they did state-of-the-art things on this movie down to stop-motion animation.
4: Because you sit there, even if you're a critic paid to sit there, you sit there thinking, what am I doing with my life watching this picture? And Return to Oz with such a lousy film that I'll always resent that it stole two hours of my life. <laughs> when I'm dying, I want you to know if you're at my funeral, I want you to know I'll be there thinking... I could have lived two years, two um, hours longer or happier. I'll say a few words over your grave. He you would have had two hours more happiness if it hadn't been for a return to Oz.
0: Thank you very much. This was supposed to be the film that was more true to the Oz book, but
4: they made changes from the book it was based on, and they still made a trashy picture, a trashy-looking film with <laughs> none of the joys of the classic Judy Garland-Oz film. Well, you know what I like most about the picture?
2: The hen. <laughs> <laughs> I've said this before, I'll say it again. You know you're in trouble when your favorite character in a movie is a hen. That only has a bit part this movie was amazing. It starts
3: out with Dorothy having, is being left overnight oh. at the house of a stranger unbelievable surgeon. then she's
4: given shock treatment then she's swept away in a flood uh, by the time the movie is, is half an hour old. The kids in the audience are probably terrified. Yes. It was not an upbeat children 's film absolutely wrong, and I was so glad that the audience rejected it. Unfortunately, I had to
2: see it first.
3: I would say that yeah, if you're not impressed with the special effects that's fine but that's if you're comparing it to stuff right. to me the movie still looked authentically real for the world that was created i believed every word of it especially when like the wheelers turned to sand that shit was like
4: <laughs>
3: not fun to look at for a child's movie in the 80s just when the gnome and the rock faces was moving around i believed all of that yep. tiktok looked freaking amazing i thought it was that design is So good. And I actually really enjoy the sort of bubbly animated live action mix of our original characters, the way that they look now just the face of the scarecrow and his subtle changes in emotion but just like the tin man looks very cartoon but he's yet real like i i really enjoyed all of that so yeah if you're going to compare it yes i would totally agree but i found all of it to be believable and david what did you want to say about this
4: so i had two points so i want to go back for one minute and then i'm going to answer your question What i could talk about good old my good old friend siskel and Ebert. Dorothy is very sullen and traumatized Definitely. from the experience she had from the tornado. Uncle Henry must be a drunk or something because he's never got he's never doing anything building the house. Aunt, and Aunt Anne oh, says, he's
3: "Super depressed.
4: You don't sleep, and you're no help to me on the farm." Basically, Aunt Anne says to
3: Dorothy. She got that huge sigh. She's like, "I got to deal with this husband. We ain't doing shit right now." What, <laughs> what was, was the thing heart she heart said? Damage. I
0: actually I wrote this down. I never realized this. The uncle's leg. She mentions Aunt M. It's his leg, and she says it's not his leg. So. Yeah, is that what it is? No, she like
4: says, she ha- says, says that she goes his leg. She goes that thing healed, whatever, ten years ago. It's I don't been know, mended. I, it's yeah. been mended. That's from maybe tornado. Maybe that's what happened. Then they also find out. I want to point out something, and this is maybe out of sequence. But the Tin Man was cursed, and he chopped each one of his limbs off one by one, and that's where the Tin Man comes. This is very dark, very dark,
3: and scary. I actually made a point to look up his specific story when Dorothy was being interviewed, and she mentioned all of that. I was like. <gasps> I had no idea. Let me look this up. And so I read this whole thing about how he ended up becoming 10. Like, geez, yeah. it was very dark. But it also had a really nice message to it as well. And, you know, the OP um, was kind of like, kind of mad that this original story wasn't put into the original. Oh, in the original uh, story. I mean, yeah, it's a little grotesque, but I think the message behind it afterwards, I thought it was pretty nice to have so but yeah i made a point to look up his origin and I, yeah i was pretty surprised to w- for what i read i would have said though at that point speaking of that part with the tin man because i was gonna say that
0: if dorothy would have told me that i would have said she was crazy too not i mean come on that was the story that really did prove that she was a little out there even for
4: And M's like kicking her under the table shut up dorothy Are they're gonna keep you forever <laughs> shut up just
0: tell the main stuff just tell him a little bit
4: hello dorothy how are you i wish i
1: wasn't tied down
2: Nothing to worry about.
1: What are those?
2: Oh, when you're ready, we'll just put them over your ears, and pretty soon they'll draw all those unpleasant dreams out of your head. Then when you wake up, you'll never be bothered by them again.
4: Anyway, Siskel and Ebert is absolutely ridiculous. So, in other words, are they going to be like, look at the Ten Commandments? but like, well, they didn't get Moses. They only got Charlton Heston to play the part. I mean, what is wrong with those two? That's all I can say about them. They're re- absolutely ridiculous. It's not Judy Garland. Well, are we going to dig her up? Are you going to clone her?
3: Wizard of Oz is just one of those movies that just shouldn't be altered, according to them. And I guess that's just another way of saying, well, look, if Judy can't be in the movie because she passed away, then don't make Wizard of Oz. Like, that's just... Simple as it is.
0: But you know what? Back in the day, of course, had I not grown up with this movie, I would have said, yeah, like a sequel to The Wizard of Oz would be like a musical. But I think doing it in this way set it apart from well, the it's original. Not really, it's,
4: it wasn't like, unless it was Silence of the Lambs, the musical, the, what were you going to talk about? The Tin Man cutting his legs off? Mombi cutting up ladies' heads so she could have multiple heads? Like, you wouldn't be singing it unless it was like like a horror comedy. <laughs> hey. You know what the other- is I wanted to point out at least this is what I got from it I don't know what you guys got from it Dorothy she, yeah she was traumatized by the tornado but she wasn't exactly the reason why she had problems sleeping and not being and like not getting functioning and stuff because deep down inside her she knew whether it's fantasy in her own mind or not her friends are in trouble because she in, in the back of her mind she knew something was wrong and this is the reason why she it kept her up at night it's like when I say you know my child gets sick or I know that we're struggling with something I'm up at night this is the reason why it's not because she was so traumatized by the tornado itself it's because she knew something in the pit of her stomach something was wrong in oz
0: and who wouldn't want to get back to that place when you come back to this
3: i agree with you i wrote down i was like i would have a very hard time coping with my boring and beige life (laughs) when i've been to oz like it's just none but farm it's none but golden and gray like the grass isn't even green over there like also Auntie am acting like I can't hear her talk to Uncle Henry about me. Like, girl, lower the voice if you're trying to like, I mean, do you want me to hear you and feel guilty? I I don't know. But yeah, I was like, knowing that there is a world beyond ours out there, I would never be able to just sleep. If I one day witness somebody with like magical powers, I would go insane. Right. That I am not a part of that world, you know? (laughs) Pun intended. And I, you know, like how, how do you just forget and go back to your normal lives after something like that?
4: Listen, Magicians. I'd be a hedge witch if I had to because I would want that magic. Anybody that watches Magicians,
0: but... (laughs) Okay, so the big part of this, of course, is we get to the sanitarium where Dorothy's going to have electric shock therapy. Yes, for anyone who hasn't seen this. We set up the villains, like we were saying earlier, the same actors. We have, of course, the head nurse is our witch, Mombi, And the gnome king is this doctor. Like we said, the wheelers are there. So we get to Oz, right? And I have loved chickens all my life. The (laughs) fact- Me too. The wings, the thighs, the bra. <laughs> i think they are adorable. So the fact yeah. that Belina was the Toto, like we mentioned in this movie, I absolutely loved.
1: Oh no, oh, it's just a yellow brick. No, Belina, you don't understand. Huh? This was the yellow brick road. Oh, it leads to the Emerald City.
2: <laughs> oh, Belina.
0: It turns out that she was, I mean, she was made, she was fake, but she also, Feruza, had to work with about 30 live hens as well. But can I tell you, I don't know what they're talking about because this chicken looks alive to me. The emotions, <laughs> like if you forget yourself and you just fantasize in this movie, there's a chicken talking to you, I think.
4: So you were feeling the fantasy?
0: I was feeling the fantasy, and of course they gave her this older voice. It's very like Luna from the Sailor Moon dub. You know, they don't keep up the roads here, and just different things like that. (laughs) What are my taxes going for? It's true. Okay, so what? (laughs) Just so we now we're touching on Belina. What do you think about the villain being stopped with Belina at the end and the egg?
3: I spent almost 20 minutes trying to figure out if there was some correlation with rocks and eggs and just the word gnome with eggs. Like, I didn't understand why particularly eggs. I was like, is it a protein thing? Is it because it's healthy food? I don't know. I was just trying to figure out why that's considered poison. and I couldn't find anything. He was a spheningist. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't really witness Belina going into Jack's head, but it's just funny how she just disappeared for a long time yeah. and nobody said a word. And and so I sort of like the twist. She needed to be hidden in order for them to really get into the gnome's presence and all of that stuff. And I do love the subtle. I'm guessing this was considered the comedy part of the movie. Was that anytime somebody mentioned the chicken, and I just love how the gnome can check chicken, and then the, like the <laughs> servant gets scared. I just <laughs> thought that i love it i love it honey your majesty
2: she has returned to us good good keep an eye well what's the matter what is it she has a chicken in with her <laughs> isn't that a chicken in,
3: in there with you I know! It's just these little things in this whole scheme of, like, magic and sorceries and monsters. It's like the don't forget that chicken, and I'm just like
1: it's just so
3: funny. But yeah, I couldn't find anything. I, I didn't mind it. I don't think I really had, like, a strong opinion that that was his, you know, downfall, but what an interesting imagination.
0: That chicken line, by the way. David, oh my god, he has Isn't been saying chicken that, Chicken in right? there with your stolen a- lunch towel! And she's like, Arthur. <laughs> wheelers, Dorothy, wheelers! <laughs> oh the lunch pail does that look like the inside of a loofah sponge to anybody oh when she opens the lunch pail which are these
3: like basically happy meals in in trees that grow in i there. associated with like costco i was like these are costco lunches <laughs> <laughs> somebody just or like oh food God. from an airport you know like you get on a plane here's your ham sandwich for the flight they just <laughs> put a whole bunch of them in pails i just wonder if there were like different sandwiches
0: because she's like this one's a ham sandwich or something like
3: that i know i love i love the fact like we're going to Oz, it's a fantasy world, and they eat ham sandwiches. Like, can I get ham and cheese? Come on, now, this is supposed to be a colorful, like, world here. I don't need it to be beige and boring like Kansas. Can I get some cheese on my sandwich, please?
4: That is a good thing, yeah. You should. You should be able to order yeah. that.
3: What
0: about the Gnome <laughs> King's food, by the way? The drink looked horrifying and toxic that he offered Dorothy during their tea party, but the cookie thing looked pretty good up until he was like, yo, it's stagmite something. And, and It was and-
4: lime. It was a lime pie but limestone limestone and and the liquid was melted silver so she drank that she'd be dead i thought she would i was like i'm gonna die now right now End this right now
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay so we set up that oz is terrible right oh i did write this dorothy got there from air and now by sea so if they continue this pattern it could be like from she's gonna walk into a fire i don't know jason goes to space So the next biggest sequence, I, I mean, I would say is the freaking wheelers. When you see that graffitied wall that says, beware the wheelers in red, surrounded by the destroyed Oz, of course, but these stone statues, the cowardly lion, the beheaded dancer ladies, and then the buildup of the sound effects and the head terrified me as a child, but also at the same time was so fascinating to me, these creatures.
2: Oh, cowardly lion. What's happened to you? (laughs) Come here, chicken! (laughs) (laughs)
3: such creativity i i love how each of their limbs were ended with wheels and they were just running around like these hospital beds like you know just take any kind of inanimate object and then turn it into something monstrous i just found them to be so creative i love their costume the color schemes their oh, hair the color being
0: color schemes
3: so 80s I get it. I get it. I mean, obviously I wasn't scared of them watching it now, but just the sound of those wheels can be, you know, it's just like Kruger's nails on like iron or, or, you know, metal. It, it really does give you this sense of dread hearing stuff like that, you know, and what confidence when you are like, yes, I'm a villain. I don't need to sneak up on you. Yes. Hear me coming. I'm coming your way. I want you to know that I am on my way to get you like that to me. Yeah i i really enjoy and the the laugh the laugh is very man very manic too
0: i really like that i I was gonna say i got Pee Wee herman vibes this time from the headwheeler who kind of talks through the peephole which by the way come on that is the suspense that running down that corridor to get the key which again who would have thought that key fit in that hole even as a kid i'm like that key ain't gonna fit in there dorothy but get your ass in there
4: What a plan, though. I would have tried to find something close and stabbed him in the eye and
0: said, Next, next... <laughs> you gotta, you gotta exert your authority on these wheelers. Simbolita. The people have said this: the wheelers couldn't honestly grab you, but they nope. must they did. Be able they get up to. and they like they do right in the behind the scenes. I've even seen the costume people; they stood up on their legs. But was it giving? Was the costume design giving you like Jesus
4: Christ Superstar meets a little bit of the Whiz?
3: I don't know. I've just felt like it was very colorful and very. I got Whiz vibes for sure. They were very similar to the Munchkins, sort of. Um, for sure Yeah That's what I but got But also a, a gay rocker band of motorcycles
4: Why do yeah. we always have to be the villain? I'm not Jafar No I
0: the father. They are fabulous. <laughs> they got the hair.
3: They got the squeak,
0: the uh, uh, whatever they do. That's the thing that gets me. They communicate in squeaks
3: too sometimes. So, yeah, that little call he made was like, oh, okay, they got their own language. <laughs> and stuff. That's yeah. what you know.
0: So, mm-hmm. we meet TikTok, gentlemen. I mean, I this him. gorgeous character. I love him too. So sweet. TikTok.
3: He's a little cocky and a little bit of a shade shader. Like, he. <laughs> He 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 read jack i don't know how many times and there were just moments where he would just point out some of the like that one official line he was like do you understand what i just said to you i understand it better than you understand it like oh, don't question my <laughs> intelligence i love it um no i adore tiktok so much
2: i am only a machine so i cannot be sorry or happy no matter what happens
1: where's the scarecrow and what's happened to the Emerald City?
2: Answer. Her. Answer, her. Answer her. the Nome King. The Nome King. He conquered the Emerald City. He took all of the emeralds. Yeah. He, uh, he turned everyone to stone. What about the Scarecrow? <laughs> there's only there's only one person that knows where the Scarecrow is, and that's. Princess, v- m- 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 princess Mumbi.
1: Princess Mumbi. I don't remember her.
2: Take <simplest> us to Mumbi. No, no, no! no! <feather cracklage>
1: please let me go. Please, please oh, let me go. Please let me go. Let me go! All right, TikTok, let him go.
2: Behave yourself now I will behave. I'll I'll behave
1: Behave <laughs> yeah. I'll be behave. I'll
2: behave. <laughs> <You> behave.
3: <laughs> I wrote this down specifically. This is so nuanced, but The fact that they designed him to walk in this waddle, you know, way, and paired with the music that they were doing, like, I get the fantasy, right? And I think it really caters to children. If I was a child watching a character waddle that way, like, that's fun to watch. I just like that sort of touch with him, because he is, like, a one-man army, and... Very serious, but they give him this, like, fun little walk, and so it's also the thing, like, he's not gonna be sneaking up on anybody (laughs) anytime soon, but I just think that it's also sort of, like, marching in a way when he walks, too. Yes, like a
0: march.
3: Yeah, I just found his character to be really I, I really cool. liked his character too.
0: You know, when he's out of it, basically, she has to, you know, switch each gear and wheel them up. Even as a kid, you know, I mean, you don't want to overwind something, but she barely wound those things up. That was going to die in one second. And guess
3: what? He did. He did. I was, I watched that specifically. I'm like, she didn't really wind him up that much. So it made perfect sense. But he explains it that I used up all my energy fighting the wheelers off. Oh my so, god! So what she also says
4: wouldn't it made wouldn't it have made more sense you be able to wind yourself up make you that you can wind yourself up? I
3: mean he couldn't even get up if he tripped. Like I yeah. mean I think he's a very formidable like character. Like I think that having him around and protecting you is awesome. But at the same time they were taking care of him more often than not. <laughs> so, I love like his little Pringles know. man mustache. The
0: Pringles yeah. man
3: mustache. Get to the castle
0: when you know when he's spinning those arms around. I love it and i do love that at the end during the
3: parade he gets like the c-3po treatment where they buff him oh so so (laughs) when i look at that i say he gets the johnny five treatment because remember in part two when he turned gold
0: (laughs) i mean and he looked fabulous yeah no i
3: yeah they gave him a or did they just wipe off the dirt (laughs) i wish we got more close-ups of him like that he's just a cool character he's, he's good and he has humanity even though
4: he says he's trying to play well, cool, he, when like, he
0: cried
3: the the motor he continued to tell everyone that he didn't have emotion like you can't scare me i have no feeling blah 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 and then yes he definitely cries but it's his loyalty to dorothy is just what i think is awesome and the fact that the scarecrow even warned him like you're gonna meet this girl she's gonna come here with this key you need to be by her side 100 percent. he didn't even bat an eye He was like, I'm at your service, done. Like TikTok was it. Does time pass faster in Oz,
0: too? Because he was covered dirty, and I want to say... Yeah, cobwebs. He did no, have it a few No, it
4: doesn't. Fast forward, she goes to the Gnome King. He said, remember, the tornado was six months ago, so six months oh, worth yeah. of dust. He said you were so... You know, you wanted to get back home so badly that you lost the slippers, and it gave him the power to take oh. over Oz. So, six months of dust is six months of dust.
0: Yeah. And six months for the
3: Gnome King to get fabulous. Oh, he was feeling himself. This was a man <laughs> who
0: was...
4: With the slippers?
3: I'm not going to say he was on the DL, right? I think and like we can broaden that whole thing as as wide as we want like if he wants to wear him that's cool it's just his his form of masculinity and power and then he's just got this undertone of just like i still like to you know look good and pretty and i'm living for all of it and it's not just because of the obvious i would never call him gay or whatever but just the fact that he has this duality of just being so manly and then like it's the wiggle of the shoes now come on give fashion show like yep they're mine now <laughs> he, he, he. like yeah i just lo- i just love that
0: i, I swear <laughs> he even rubbed his legs up with the other shoe like he was really feeling himself i was waiting for that leg to cross i was i mean it was amazing you know what look at these Dorothy Gale.
4: listen we all do it i know even straight man let's be honest when you put on something that makes you feel sexy or good or whatever like i put on cowboy boots and i even though i'm a tall person i like the fact that it gives me a little bit more lift and the heat like the heel the boots do click like on on the ground like and you i want to like, click huh you know so listen he's giving daddy vibes
0: but, like, he's vicious. But he plays that kind of like, oh, Dorothy Gill, don't cry. Play my game. And you're going to die anyway, but play my
3: game. Oh, my God. that It's it's so small. But the ornament game is my favorite part of this movie. I just love the idea of this game. Going in and having to, like, figure out this puzzle. And then when she figures it out, and it's just one by one, let's get them all. I love that game so much. I, I yeah, I, yeah, I would have lost, though. Oh, my God. I would never have chosen green I would have been there for stars. hours. But remember, yes.
4: that, uh, if, if we're talking about it, everything goes back to Emerald, the green, the Emerald City. You stole my emeralds. Green, green, green. So I guess that would, if you could pick up on that. But I, we need to talk about Mombi first.
1: What do you think? I think
2: you're very beautiful.
1: I should hope so. Just who might you be, what are you doing here?
2: I'm Dorothy Gale. Dorothy Gale.
1: What's happened to the Scarecrow?
2: Come nearer to me. The gnome king took the Scarecrow and
1: all the
2: emeralds back to his mountain and turned everyone else to stone. You will be rather attractive. One day, not at all beautiful, you understand, but you'll have a certain prettiness, different from my other heads. I believe I'll lock you in the tower for a few years till your head is ready, and then I'll take it.
1: I believe you will not.
0: So we go from TikTok to Mombi, and she is on this throne playing one of those—I don't know, even know what of those old instruments. It's an old string, like harpish kind of. Uh, oh
4: god, I can't think of the name. I know what it is, but I can't think of the name.
0: I want to call it the gazelle, but it's—it's it's not. And she's played by kind of this very tired. Oh. Uh... An Aaron, A Paris Hilton. Yeah, right honestly, she's... Day. Uh, gorgeous palace, gorgeous palace, right? Another nightmare of a place for me. The heads, the heads, and for the first time, again, I'm so glad we get to rewatch these movies. I always thought when she gets to Mombi's head in the case, her original head, everybody, I always thought she just was moaning in, like, a different, like, language. I never realized she was going, Dirty girl! Yeah, I thought she was no. going, ooh, All these years, like, just a spell. She's saying Dorothy Gale! Dorothy Gale! (laughs) Dorothy
2: Gale!
3: Yeah, that's the first thing. I I don't know if she recognized her just from around the way. Like, oh, I heard about you, bitch. Like, I, I'm going to watch out for you. What? And it seems that she was the only head that knew who she was. But, yeah, Mombie, I... I honestly, <laughs> watching the, when I was younger, I, even hearing the word Mombi didn't really trigger anything for me. It wasn't until I started watching all the other variations out there, the TV shows, the sci-fi movies and all that, where I really understood that Mombi was just like that side witch that nobody thinks about but is more deadlier than anyone out there. Like, yeah, just her first head just giving that sort of camouflage of, yeah, this is a safe place. Like, you're in... The other thing is, too, is that they made her blonde. and You know, the blondes were so that people trust or yeah. no or yeah whatever anyway so I love the villain mommy I, I love the fact that she didn't waste no time to show her true colors she was like come with me child your friends stay here here are my heads be scared and I'm gonna use yours as one too like she didn't waste no time and she was
4: 80. she said to Dorothy you're not really beautiful but there's a certain brightness yeah. about you I'll let you grow a little before I chop your head off
3: bitch yeah she was like you're not gonna grow up to be cute but there'll be something about about it that's very unique yeah I was like, damn. <laughs> but also, I wanted to ask you guys I want to say that the Wheelers definitely set Dorothy up to get captured because, you know, he's all captured ah. and scared. And then he's like, tell us who knows where the scarecrow is. Well, the only person who knows is Prince Mombi. Like, that was a setup. Because we were already warned about her from the Gnome King. Like, oh, she won't make it past Mombi. I already know that. Mombi. But then in the movie, and as I was watching, I was like, well, how does she come into contact with her? Like, So my question is: Is like, would she have found out about the gnome king and the mountain if it wasn't for Mombi? Like, was she really the only person who knew Scarecrow's whereabouts? Mm. Or you know, like, it's funny that. She also gave up that information. I guess she was very cocky that she wouldn't get away. But it's just funny how she gave her the information. So it's like, was it a setup? Or was he being like, damn, I gotta come clean because he's hurting me and I have to tell the truth, you know? A little bit of both, I
0: think. He always gave me that, ooh, I'm so scared of everything, kind of. So I always thought he just gave it up. But that actually makes sense because they know this girl goes to things that she she travels for for her quests. Let's be
4: honest. If he wanted to, he could have just used the ruby sl- and got rid of her immediately. This is where we, like, when we do Thundercats, we talk about Mumra could literally just kill the Thundercats in a certain way and not have to go through all this theatrical stuff that he does. He, it's like a cat and mouse <laughs> game. He enjoyed the game because he could have just clicked, said, send her back now, click, click, click. But he, but he implies she has to say that she wants to go home. So he maybe doesn't have the power over her because he, yeah, says, I think she
0: has she have have to say it. Words
4: and I will send you home. So in other words, maybe there is that thing. Maybe she does have some kind of because she has a link to the slippers or whatever or she knows yeah. she's part of the world she knows what Oz used to be the other thing was I don't know remember the one the Wizard of Oz where she had to go that yellow brick road everywhere she was literally landed saw her old house which I thought was really cool again the old yes, house the she old loved
0: house loved yes. it
4: and then she sees in the distance the Emerald City she never saw the Emerald City in the beginning Then the first one she had to go forever and meet every Tom Dick and Harry across <laughs> the way get fireballs thrown at her sleep with her hands between her
3: legs because she was with a bunch of men she didn't know. Like, look in this book like I altered universes and things are just a lot closer now you know we in we need we're to in get San Francisco to this. now <laughs> this is no LA like we are in San Francisco everything is right in front of you like we've changed things since the tornado well she Ooh. went
0: over the deadly
3: desert which was by
0: the way very you, saw, you said Thundercats that is Thundercats the deadly desert but she knew right. about it.
3: it means
4: it was there in, in her in oh, my yeah. mind. it was there before she said it surrounds it's almost like how they say oh. Antarctica is really the whatever for the planet earth and we live on the flat earth thing and all that like it's that Deadly- surrounds oz
0: so at this point i'm assuming the setup is like we said no toto Bellina, the tin man TikTok. everyone's
4: accounted for as far as we know what happened to them we know that they, they're either stone or they're b- been taken so. but their
0: equivalent i'm saying too like the scarecrow's equivalent would be jack yeah. and yeah. then i am guess gump which we meet also in Mombi's palace i guess he's an animal so it would be the cowardly lion but is that kind of the thing like we're yeah. getting here. Replacement characters, but slash invoke the feelings.
3: Well, again, like I said, it's it's a soft reboot. Like they're still giving those elements in the outline of the original story, just changing it a little darker to fit a different audience or whatever vision that, you know, the writers had. I mean, obviously they went more closely to the book. So I, I guess these characters were meant to come around, you know, either way. But yeah, uh, I, I enjoyed Jack. <laughs> the mystery. The of his mom I thought was really cute. He he oh. was a sweetheart. Also, the choreography of the way that he walked, you know, I thought was Fantastic. very authentic. Just a bunch of sticks just, you know, put together. And and just the idea of, like, I was meant to scare her, and then when I did, like, she didn't like that, so she just locked me up and made <laughs> me alive so I can, like, suffer in this attic. Huh?
1: Mom? Huh? Mom? Is that you?
2: No. I'm Dorothy
1: Gale. Oh. For a second there, I thought my mom had come back. Ah, huh? What is this? A man or a melon? A pumpkin, if you please. My name's Jack. Jack Pumpkinhead. May I ask a favor of you, Dorothy? Would you please check my head for signs of spoiling? Any soft spots? How does it feel?
2: Very nice, sir.
1: Oh, thank you. I've been alive such a short while, and I'm afraid of spoiling before I've seen anything of the world. Could you put some of the rest of me together again? Mm -hmm. If you can just tie that arm on, and then then my other leg has fallen off too. Are you sure you're not my mom? I'm sure,
2: Jack.
1: Well, my mother built me to scare that awful witch, Mombi. She stood me in a place where Mombi would meet me face to face. And along she came. Sure enough, she was scared. But then she was angry. She has a terrible temper. I know.
2: Where did she get all those different...
1: Did you see the headless dancing girls outside? Mm
2: hmm.
1: Well, that's where she got them. Oh. Anyway, Mommy was about to destroy me with her stick, but she decided to test some powder of life she just bought from a magician. She did. <laughs> Whoa, it worked. You, Here I am. Powder um, of life? You sprinkle it on something, and the thing comes to life. Does Mommy have any more of it? If she does, it's in Cabinet 31, with her original head. What happened to your mother? She vanished. I think Mommy enchanted her. After that, she threw me in this corner and said she was going to make a pie out of me. But she was wearing Head 22 at the time. I must not have worn it since because she hasn't remembered I'm up here.
2: Jack, Belina, listen. Here's what we have to do.
3: I I like Jack. I thought he was... In- <laughs> I don't know. There was something about when he was running to, towards the gump when it was taking off yes, and he had to like yeah, hold yeah. on for dear life for a while I thought that was funny but so terrified when he almost got eaten the way that he was screaming give it up to the voice actor on this he yeah. was giving all the emotions I felt everything from Jack he was cool and gump was just you know a realist he was totally like <laughs> curb you enthusiasm he was just like look girl I don't have arms like I can't turn he's like I never even tried to fly I didn't even know I had arms you want me to like it was he. <laughs> Was, he was dope i love him i don't know how he but moved he, for it he was like okay i'll try
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'll play your game. I'll play your game. All I could think of, before we just get past Mombi is in the headroom, like you were mentioning, that thing about her face, she'll grow into it. Now, forgive me, but you, we all know what Faruza Ball grew up to look like. All I could think of is her eyes, those piercing eyes she has. If she was one of those heads
3: in that glass container, forget Mombi. I think that Faruza's good at playing those parts, for sure. Crap, I'm trying to think of the movie that she was in, and I'd have to look it up. I may come back to it. But what I wanted to say about the heads, though, I thought that was a very uh, scary sequence. The the music paired with all of them screaming and, you know, the body getting up like Frankenstein with the hands out. Like, all of that I thought was really done well, but I wanted to know, like, were the heads screaming as sort of like an alarm system, like, oh, she's here, or were they screaming for help? Like, you wonder if the heads by themselves are still themselves until she puts them on you know as opposed to her original head you know so I I wonder if they were screaming for assistance for help or were they just like she's here get her get her you know intruder you know she stole something you know that is terrifying actually it makes it even worse yeah I always got
0: the intruder thing but if they are screaming for help oh my god and then later on somehow the spell was reversed because when we see Mombi in her little wheelable jail cell mm-hmm. they're gonna parade her all around town I love this the one of the dancers Women, one of the heads is explaining everything, giving the exposition dump. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so so they got their heads back. I guess they, they just it was very stoic, I liked it. Yeah
3: so the the fruze thing uh so she was adam sandler's love interest in the water boy and <laughs> that's i gotta say yeah. that that was one of the versatile roles that i got from her where she didn't play somebody to be feared or or if her character was like always angry like she was a little quirky or whatever but she smiled throughout the whole thing she was very lovable and very loyal to him when they officially got together so i i would say you know she's good at playing an evil person or just someone who's like mad or scary but at the same time there's this happy side of her that i wish they had showed more and especially with like um her playing the worst witch i just thought she was the worst thing yeah Yeah, so
0: (laughs) which we did on this show by the way in the first or second season but you're right in this she's like of course it looks like her but you would never think that she would grow up to be nancy in the craft and and like do that performance because honestly i think this dorothy is is, it's very sweet i actually i might prefer her over judy garland in this sense of not How dare you Siskel Eva will rise from their grave <laughs> rise <laughs> I tell you drag you to hell I got the button <laughs> rise from your grave uh, Dorothy is so iconic in the original one and if I want musical Judy Garland of course but character wise I prefer this Dorothy over the oh my oh my of the 1930s of oh and him you know like that kind. like this one was a kid this was a kid who was strong enough in herself just I- I being
3: able to think of a plan to create Gump in itself is freaking genius. The moment she found out that there was a powder of life, she was like, I know how we're getting out of here. Brava, brava! I just love how she put all of that together.
4: Well, maybe she could sprinkle some on Uncle Henry
3: get him to build the damn house, <laughs> no,
0: then. they did finish it. Thank God, right?
3: <laughs> give he him he had a little bit of life, and I actually enjoyed that they gave him more <laughs> of a story than him just being this side man in the first one, because he didn't do shit yeah. in the first one. But in this one, they actually gave him a little bit like, you know, I'm destroyed. I lost my house. You know, it's up to me, the man of the house to like fix things and get everything back, and I've got this woman taking care of me because of my broke leg, and it just he's, he's down on his luck, but like he got yeah. broke leg, he got inspired broke and legs. was like, yeah, but he was the first one to run to her and be like, God, I almost gave up, like thank God you're here, and he's like, I'm gonna fix this house for y'all. I I love him. I agree with you. I didn't
4: feel the actress who played Aunt M. I didn't Loring. feel like
3: Piper Laurie.
4: I didn't feel anything from her for Dorothy
0: until the end. At the end, I did.
4: I felt her just playing the part. I didn't like I didn't feel the connection. I didn't think I didn't think of her as a loving, like worried about her. I I just I just felt that she was a really well trained actress. I didn't get that even though it was a small role, I didn't get like this real connection to Dorothy, like really caring about her and anything. Maybe till the maybe at the end, but I didn't feel it.
0: It's because she saw the uncle running and she said, mmm Oh I guess you could pick Dorothy up at the Oh, so you've been lying all this time, huh?
4: <laughs> like, well maybe, but she was like she he was ran, like hanging out. With- he ran and picked she, the rock uh, if you have a farm I can go hang out
0: on? No, I think at the end when she gave the smile to Dorothy and told her to go outside, I was like, Okay. Well she said if you aren't working on the farm, you're not good enough for me. He did run to her. That's what I'm saying. So what happened? Now you got me... Depression, yeah. Oh, depression too. It's It's It's
3: it's the mall. college
4: mall. So people, my mind, when something happens with me, you can do one of two things. Like, let's say, God forbid your house is burning down. You can either shut down and die in the house or you can grab your family and whatever things that you think are valuable, like your paperwork and run out of the house. There's, There's action and there's people that shut down. He shut down. He shut down when Dorothy had these mental problems. He shut down when they're facing the fact that they they have no money and, and the winter is coming aunt m came up a little like a little bit of a bitter bitch to be honest with you to me i just don't like her i'm <laughs> an and i hate them all no i'm just kidding
0: this time around as an adult and you know i always love to bring this up ambiance That full feeling that I got this time, even at the end when we have Dorothy's home and Toto and they're playing the pan out with the farm and everything, I got really good like ambiance with this movie. The the music was beautiful. Oh, the music. I I love the score at the end. Haunting, beautiful but haunting. You know, no pun
4: intended. the The fence, the fences were mended. He's working on the house.
0: Yeah, magically done. There's a
4: lightheartedness. Dorothy is now learn either learning to control the voices in her head, or she she's flips been the or, she, or she has been vindicated in her own mind, so she yes. doesn't have to do anything to anybody else. Can I ask you something? When at the at the end, when they're back in Kansas, the the head nurse, aka Mombi, she's been taken away by police. So when Ozma said to her, "Those are the people that they've damaged." I and lock in the basement.
0: Yes, thank you for bringing that up, David. I forgot to mention that, and I wanted to. Want to. fry
4: her little brain like a scrambled egg.
0: Because they hear screams. They heard screams in the sanitarium, and Ozma does say, those are all the patients. You know, very American Horror Story Asylum. Yeah, the damaged patients in the cellar. so... I do like that she got what was coming to her. It went on fire, they said. Oh, so she did go through flames. <laughs> she went through flames, <laughs> and then the sea. Wow. So I
4: want to explore more about the, the Gnome King. What did you think? Think of him, Rob. Was he, was he giving you legend, legend
3: devil vibes? I the Gnome King reminded me a lot of the Goblin King. It was just this hierarchy of power, the little minions, the hands that opened up the runway was like the helping hands. Um, and just this idea of like go through my labyrinth and go through this land of oz to reach the end. Like it gave me so much Goblin King, but he was refined. He had his pipe, you know, like this was clear. British royalty here and. Yeah, his tea um, party,
0: the tea time with the cake.
3: Yeah. And I, again, I love. I enjoyed the fact that he just enjoyed playing games, but then, like, when when it got real, he he was angry, and he was like, I'm just gonna eat you all. I'm tired of this. Like, you guys are not supposed to win. Like, he's such a spoiled sport. Like, Dorothy was like, girl, you just said we can go home if we get it right. She just is so gullible yeah. to just think that this gnome king was gonna really, like, uphold his end of the bargain. She was like, I'll play your little game. I'm gonna win, and then hopefully <laughs> you don't, you know, back down. But yeah, I thought that was um, I, I thought the Um King was was good. Was he a better villain than like the Wicked Witch of the West or Mombi? No, I, I don't get scary vibes from him. He felt justified.
4: He felt justified because they harvested yeah, his gems and justified. jewels. But he didn't care who he, exactly. who he hurt. Because we know that, you know, what is the, what's the expression? Power corrupts but ultimate power ultimately corrupts kind of a thing where he, those slippers really you know, gave and him confidence the power. To gave them. him and the gave, confidence. He was waving them up and down and shaking them. That was the best. But
0: <laughs> did you think Dorothy at one point thought she should have threw some water on him? It worked the last time! It worked <laughs> the last time! She's telling all of them gather water and Belina's like, what? By the way, another Mombi thing, Mombi's Wheeler Chariot, where she whips them to go faster. Love that. I just love that she's got the balls to make a Wheeler Chariot. That's nothing I haven't seen at a club before, but anyway. Yeah, you've seen that happen? I mean, it is one of my favorite movies of all time. I I could definitely say that. It's up there. uh, uh, Honestly, and I I don't know if I'm watching it with rose-tinted glasses, but I think it held up fantastic. I don't know if David's Kids or any other kids would watch this nowadays but the visuals looked great whatever they use for Bellina, like i said earlier was fetish. The-, oh, the shoe fetish chicken fetish <laughs> chicken, fetish. Oh, chicken you fetish. fetish. is that a chicken in there with you ryan and, but why did he drop
3: them by the way so nicely at the end when <laughs> well that's that's the refined part it's like you know uh not to say that he's not a monster but i just got this sense of because i wondered the same thing i'm watching him closely and it's like i've lost i've died I get it. I'm. I'm not even gonna bother. Like, it's just not. So, was
4: he playing the violin on the Titanic? Was he playing?
3: <laughs> yeah. It's like I'm. Like, I'm not having fun anymore. I'm just gonna put him down. Like, I did all of this for amusement, but like, I'm about to die. Here you. That go. That was
0: so sweet of him, wasn't it? And
4: so he scared the egg out of Belina. Belina, yes. An egg. Scared her, so she laid an
3: egg. So was that her story arc of like, I just needed to be scared in order to comply and and do my responsibility on the farm? Like, I just need. To be scared.
0: Honestly, if it didn't scare her that they were going to kill her, I'm so glad she decided to she stay. said at one point, I'd take my chances back on the farm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but now she's like, oh, hell no. I wouldn't I'll... have taken my chances back at the farm. Hell no. She's going to live in that yeah. palace with Ozma, right? Yeah. I mean, that's... <laughs> Which... <laughs> Ozma you won't believe this. Uh, maybe oh, okay. you will, actually. It's fascinating. You see her in the morning No. <laughs> Ozma <laughs> talks to me? now. thank God. Uh, she She's like, you need more viewers on the podcast, Ryan. Go through the mirror. <laughs> she picks up that chicken. I'll take it. There was an alternative character to Dorothy that actually starred in, I believe, these two books that it was based on. It was a male, a young male character. Years later, it turns out that Ozma was this male character. And yeah. she was hiding the whole time that she was the princess or or whatever
3: yeah I read I read that um, the kid's name was tip so Moby yes change Ozma into a boy when she was a baby and they touched on this in the Emerald City series that didn't really make it to a full season one of the biggest storylines was that you meet Mombi's daughter and then all of a sudden she has like this friend who is a boy or whatever and they sort of bond and kind of hint on a little bit of like romance I guess when they grow up but then all of a sudden you know this daughter turns into a boy and it just was a storyline so it definitely ties into the original material so yes that is definitely a thing i, I did hear about that <laughs> rob's recommendations I tried to dig deep into the vault to find obscure titles that might match with this type of tone of movie, but I did come up with some stuff that I hadn't seen in a while. So I would say that if you're in the same boat, maybe it'd be fun to revisit these or maybe check them out for the first time. So if you did enjoy Return to Oz, I would say that a movie you should definitely watch is The Worst Witch. This is just the counterpart to, well, I shouldn't say counterpart, but it's sort of like the sister movie of Feruza Balk and her witch days. Um, same lovable little girl and it's such a really fun story to watch this underdog just sort of you know come up in adversity the headmistress is very uh similar to Mombi. you just sort of get the same vibes mrs garrett is in it yeah mrs garrett's <laughs> in it <laughs> so uh the worst witch and then i also said uh labyrinth and again this is more of my comparison with a lot of elements i saw in this movie it's almost the exact same thing really i mean just the the land in itself is a character, and I think that stands strong. But you meet all of these fascinating characters along the way. I mean, Labyrinth, She still got her clan of, you know, Wizard of Oz folks, right? With with Ludo and Serditymus and and Snuggle, like all of those, or Huggle, Eric, excuse me. Snuggle. <laughs> snuggle. Huggle. So yeah, it kind of fits sort of the same thing as well. Um, the other one, I don't know if there's access to this movie, but it aired on Disney every single weekend and that is the three-part nine-hour movie of alice through the looking glass i think with the costumes the music the character likenesses and and just the journey of it all Fits the tone of this movie. I think you would enjoy that just as well as Return to Oz. If you did not like Return to Oz, watch the original. That is definitely <laughs> e-bird is to going to your issue. Just watch the original musical. I also said Lemony Snicket: A Series of Fortunate Events. I could see that. I mean, yes, both movies are darker, but I think there's still more of a whimsical, less horror vibe yeah. in Lemony Snicket than Return to oz and so if it's something that you don't want your children to watch i think this gives it that wednesday feel um where you're getting sort of that dark villainy type thing but it's done in a fun happier way so yeah lemony snicket i think would be an alternative choice and then i threw in um hocus pocus i i just you know yeah so um that is my recommendations for return to oz
0: i cannot believe this summer is continuing like this if we're flying literally through films at this point the summer's over just go back to work and school already because now i'm just joking my no. god
1: rob
3: when you're not hanging out over here when can the lovely people find you at? Currently on Instagram, I'm still going through my journey very, very slowly, but I'm still going through my journey of cataloging and uh, reviewing every movie that I watch this year, whether it's a rewatch or new viewing, um, whether it's in the theater or at home. On Instagram, I am under Rob the Movie Geek, and uh, I basically just give small snippets of a point scale of one through five reviewing each movie that I watch with a follow up added notes on my Letterboxd account. Uh, so, link is all on the Instagram page. Again, that's Rob the Movie Geek. And of course, they will be in the description
0: box below. Someone whose handle I didn't get wrong is David at Universal Appeal 2020, all one word, and the Radical Retro Rewind Podcast, one word on Instagram. If you've noticed another Instagram account recently that popped up with Radical Retro Rewind, it's a, to redirect all the people I've been telling for three years to go to the wrong Instagram instagram handle always just check the link below that always has the right one so
4: <laughs> oh lordy
0: with that being said thank you both for being here this was a blast i think it seems like all three of us enjoyed and still
3: held up with the film so yeah i had a great time watching this again so yes i i highly recommend it
4: did anybody see the other movie with mila kunis what
3: is it the the wizard the actual Yes, yes, Oz oh, the and magic. Raiden Raiden Powerful or something Yeah, yeah something Oz, like yeah. So,
4: yeah, I had a great time, of course And I hope everyone enjoys our little Review here
3: <laughs> So Radical
0: Ones, we will be back Next week with Thundercats Reviews, and then the following Week, an all new sword And sorcery film, bye-bye Bye, Bye. The Craft does have a cult following of its own. Not only 90s fans but also witchcraft fans Faruka Balt, Return to Oz fans. Wait, is her name Faruka bolt
4: <laughs> Are you thinking of Faruka Salt from, from Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory?
0: Okay, I just She's a,
4: she a very different name that I cannot even probably pronounce so I'm not even going to but doesn't do a lot of movies or anything since The Craft. She just picks and chooses what she likes.
0: I have to apologize to this actress for calling her baby. Basically, uh, Faruka Salt from Willy Wong. but we do love her from Return to Oz. Growing up, I see the name. I see it. I just don't. Okay, please forgive me, Faruka <laughs> Bulk. Uh,
4: I don't know. And you know, there's going to be a bunch of people that are like diehard fans, and they'll be like crucifying right now. Your effigy will be burned outside <laughs> someplace. They'll be calling the four corners to punish you for saying her name wrong.
0: Okay, I'm going to attempt it one more time. Faruka Ball. Okay, okay. Nev Campbell. Everybody, Nev Campbell.
4: Yeah. Campbell for the wind. <laughs> calling the four corners or whatever, which is not on my list. Funny enough, I know. I, I maybe because you can't say the actress's name. Maybe that's why Farooq Asal.
0: Bulk. bulk. Anyway, you ruined it.
4: You ruined Christmas. How dare you? There's
0: a few things in the new year that we were going to do in the comeback episode. I'm still working on my punctuation of your punctuation, penunctua- <laughs> your pronunciation. You're pen- As you can see, things haven't changed since we've picked back up. Still can't speak the English language. Possibly still can't say Feruza. You know, I, it's I the refuse, first show back.
4: I refuse. <laughs> I refuse to re- that any <laughs> for take more power it, for take it. This. I'm not giving it any power. I will not speak your name. I am
0: following her now on Instagram with the Radical Retro Podcast. Uh, she is an artist now, she posts a lot of turkeys I noticed, but that might have been because it was Thanksgiving time when I added her, but she has a lot of things for sale, she's got paintings for sale, she's got artwork for sale, artwork you would imagine.
2: Do you like scary movies?
0: Well, that's why I'm watching it.
2: What's your favorite Feruza bulk movie, Ryan?
0: Wait, how do you know my name? Return to Oz.
2: Oh. Well, that's easy to say, isn't it? Can you pronounce her name yet?
0: Listen, I'm working on it. Clearly, I can't speak the English language.
2: What about The Craft Legacy?
0: What about it?
2: Well, you didn't seem to enjoy the sequel too much. And she ended up at the end. Why haven't you did one of her films yet?
0: That's just because I'm learning to say her name right before we tackle any films on the Radical Retro Rewind
2: podcast. The Craft, Worst Witch, Water Boy, There's No Fish Food in Heaven.
0: I've never even heard of that movie.
2: Did you get my letter?
0: That was you a few weeks ago? The note? You know what I did last summer? Uh
2: huh. Want to know if you live to see another? Make sure she's on the list soon.
0: But it stars a certain actress by the name of Feruzabalk. Perfect. The radical ones, if you've been a a listener for the last, the previous year, you might have heard me pronounce this woman's name in various ways.